Inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. You're listening to the Pigskin Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now, with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 16th episode of the Pigskin Project. Uh, if you could give us just a second, I don't know why it's not. <laughs> Hold on. Why isn't it working like this? I'll edit this out. Hold on. Can you see us on the screen? I I cannot. Okay. I can't. Maybe it's because this overlay. Maybe. Hey, there we ah. are. Okay, cool. All right. We're we're here. We're back. Um, <laughs> pardon pardon that. Anyway. Um. So yeah. No. Exciting week last week. Um. You know. I mean, lots of fun. That I mean, that whole draft show was just an experience, man. I think that that was probably. Um, the most fun on an episode that I've had, even though that it was what four and a half hours long or whatever. Yeah, um, it was. It was. Think? It was long. It like you said. I I had so much fun on it. Um, it was it it was fun. I really enjoyed it, and obviously for everybody who's watching live or on on video, it's, it's kind of good to be home too. Uh, you know, I'm oh, finished yeah. up. Finished up first year of college. I'm sure you, you just finished up as well, didn't you? Or this is your last I'm week? finishing up this week. Yeah, yeah. Taking so a little bit of a break in terms of work, but we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but it was fun. A lot. Last week is again one of the one of the um one of the best days in football, pretty much outside of the Super Bowl. But uh, there there is some news that we got to get into this week. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, it was a pretty eventful week as well. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how much of an impact you guys, you see this. I know, um, today, Debo Samuel actually followed the 49ers again. I don't know if that necessarily means that he's back or not. Um, you know, what did you, what did you want to say about that really quick before we dive into some other news? In, uh, obviously. Um, GMs and head coaches and everybody, they, they, they lie. Like, cause I yeah. mean, if they're going to be honest, they start to lose value. Um, but the 49ers organization, like as a whole, and especially their GM, John Lynch, um, he has, he has pretty much made it clear that they're not trading him. And they're yeah. like, all right, if he's going to sit out for the year, he's going to sit out for the year, but we're, it sucks to suck. We're not trading you. Um, and obviously as, as of right now, that's what it sure looks like. Cause it, Sounded like the Jets offered 10 during the draft um, and they turned it down. And if they were going to trade him, the 10th overall pick would have been, I mean, a sweet spot uh, for them to get. And they, they turned it down. So, I mean, all I know the Lions, them... the Lions offered him as well. Um, yeah. You know, they not only that, but I think they threw in like a third round pick as well. Um, that's a lot just for yeah. one wide receiver. And and they turned it down. So yeah. I I think all signs point to them kind of with them turning down those trades and, and their again their GM John Lynch being pretty pretty consistent that they're not going to uh, trade him. Um and and obviously we see him following him back. I think he kind of I think he's kind of 
think he's a 49er. Uh, yeah. You know, that might age well, or that might not age uh, too well, but yeah, I think he's a 49er. So, unfortunately for you Eagles fans, and obviously we'll get to the good news, um, Tyron Matthew has signed with the Saints. And Matt's probably super happy about it. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, though, it just didn't fall through for your Eagles. Yeah, um, and I'm going to be honest. Again, we have a little we have a little group chat, too, because believe it or not, me and Ryan – uh, we do talk about football outside of the podcast. Yeah. Um, I kind of thought with how the Eagles draft turned out, mind you, they drafted really well. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to that at some point. Uh, but they drafted really well. But I, but I thought for sure that with them not drafting a safety at all, um, that Honey Badger was going to be an Eagle. I'm like, it is, yeah. it is for sure. Put it, you know, stamp it, sign it, seal it. You know, he's an Eagle. Um and then right before he signed, the day before he signed, you know, it came out that they were making a strong push for him. Um, and then at that point, it kind of did seem that um, it was kind of destined. And it's a perfect fit. He grew up in – I'm pretty sure he grew up in New Orleans. I knew he grew up in Louisiana. Um, he went to school at LSU. Um, so I'm not uh, too surprised. It's a shame, but he got a good player. But he, he did sign a, a bigger contract than what I thought. So I'm not too mad that we didn't sign him because – it's more than I definitely would have paid him. Right. Um, and then in other news, your Eagles actually waived um, offensive lineman Nate Herbig as well. Um, we had talked about this one-on-one just because I know the Bears have like a very, very strong need in offensive line, and he is a younger you know, player. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to say to those that you know may, may not know who he is or how he plays? Yeah, no, Nate Herbrink, um, again, like you said, he's he's strictly an interior offensive line. Um, he can't play tackle, uh, but he does have nice interior versatility. Dude can play left guard, center, or right guard. Um, he, he's he's I would say he's a high-end backup, and um, definitely the guard positions. He can play center. Probably wouldn't want him there, but he can play it um, as kind of like a – as a uh, as as a backup starter, again, you, you probably wouldn't want him there, but he he can do it. Um, and he's a good player, and a lot I'll tell you, a lot of Eagles weren't weren't too happy that we cut him because again, he's a really good, um, he's a really good bench piece. Uh, but he just he he got buried behind um, just some other players. Again, we drafted a center uh, this past year, and he he he'll be our backup center because he's not gonna. He's not going to play right away because uh, Jason Kelsey, uh, we drafted a guy in the second round last year, Landon Dickerson. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think uh, our GM, he kind of he kind of came out and said it as well, uh, but he kind of wanted to give Nate a chance to, to actually play because mm. he just wasn't going to get that here. And he's such a good player that he, he should be playing somewhere. Um, so he, he's a good player for anybody who gets him. You probably don't want him to start, but he's a, he's a high end backup. Okay, love the guy. Um, we're gonna get to the big draft news. Uh, but first off, I want to talk about DeAndre Hopkins getting suspended for six games. Um, there was a troll post. I don't know if you saw it or not, but un- <laughs> I mean, fortunately, I should say, uh, fortunately, he has not tested positive for beaver tranquilizer, despite what other people have to say. I don't know if you heard about that, but um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. For some reason, people said that he tested. I, I don't understand. Uh, anyway, yeah. What were your reactions when uh, DeAndre Hopkins 
tested or yeah, he, he tested positive and um now he's yeah. suspended. Um it's it's such a weird situation because the the you know the illegal substance policy mm-hmm. in uh, the NFL is uh, there's a lot of stuff on that list that probably shouldn't and, and he kind of came out saying that he has been using the same stuff that he's done throughout his career it's never been a problem um, and then this year he kind of got flagged for it so I, so I don't think it was like a steroids by and again I could be talking out of my butt right now yeah. Um, but I don't think it was steroids. Like there, there have been people who who have been suspended for. I mean, even longer. The Eagles' right tackle, uh, Lane Johnson, got suspended for taking like um, I, I forget the exact uh, exactly what it was, but it was like some vitamin, and it yeah. was on like the illegal substance list. Wow. It was like it's a it, it's a vitamin. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So th- th- that that list is, that list is kind of big, for sure. But. Um, you know, and it now it kind of makes sense, and, and um, we'll get to it. But the Hollywood Brown trade makes yeah. a lot more sense now. Which um, it was, and I'll we'll go ahead and segue right to it. Um, I I also heard that um that move was kind of influenced by DeAndre Hopkins failing, yeah. you know, and and getting suspended. Um, that to me is just kind of showing there's a little bit more going on behind the scenes that we know of immediately. Um, I mean, you know, if you had told me on draft night that he was going to get suspended, I would have been like, no, shut up. No. But um, I mean, after that trade, I mean, I don't think that Hollywood Brown is a number one option right now. Um, You know, but I do think that he was, or he wasn't utilized properly in that offense from Baltimore as well. Uh, even though that he did put up solid numbers as well, so I'm excited to see what he can do in Arizona, um, just overall. But um, you know, as as far as that goes, you know, another big trade happened. Um, you know, involving the team that's behind you in that flag, um, the Eagles traded for AJ Brown, which if you guys had listened to or watched our um last episode you had seen or heard ben's reaction um but now that it's kind of settled down a little bit the reality's kind of settled in um i want to know your thoughts right now and where your head's at in terms of not only just that trade but where the eagles stand as a as a franchise right now or a team right now um well well i i think I, I love, first off, just looking at the move in general quick, I love the move. Um, and, I mean, for for what other teams like the Dolphins had to give up for um, for um, Tyreek Hill and for what the Raiders had to give up for Adams, um, it, I, th- I thought it was more than fair. We gave up uh, a first and a third versus they gave up, like, two firsts or a first and a second, so we gave up less. Uh, we paid less, uh, and given he, he, he is a worse wide receiver, but he's still an elite wide receiver. Um, and, and he paid less. And for us to, to make that trade and still have our top day two picks, because again, we, we still picked in the second and third round, um, for us to be able to do that while trading for one of the most elite wide receivers in the league. I mean, that that's a static. And I, and I think this is really going to help, um, Devonte Smith. I feel like he gets overshadowed so much now. Um, but for him to come in and learn from a dude that has produced and has really been an elite level wide receiver, for him to learn from that is huge. But also uh, pretty much all we saw last year was them double covering him. 
Um, and for them to not, or for them to, to uh, kind of not double cover him, it's, it's, it's going to be really good for him. Here you are. Mute. I'm not mute. Yeah. I don't know why. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Um, just as far as, um, you know, that Eagles offense goes, I'm excited to see just for you, um, how good that offense is going to be. I mean, it, yeah, go yeah, it, it, okay. So, I mean, let's run through it. Devonte Smith in, in, um, AJ Brown are a definitely top five in the NFC East. And I, and I really think you could argue probably probably number two or three. I would argue probably three, not in the East, uh, just in the NFC, probably three, I think behind um, Evans and Godwin and a cup in um, Allen Robinson. But I think after that, I think you can argue that they have, uh, I would say the best offensive line in the league. Mm -hmm. Um, They have a good running game. Uh, Jalen Hurts was uh, around the 15th best quarterback. Um, and, that, and that's the biggest question um, surrounding this offense now is, um, you know, can he take that next step? Jalen Hurts is a fine quarterback, um, but we want we really want that elite play out of our quarterback. And if he can't if he can't produce at an elite level with this with this cast around him and those two guys, Dallas Goddard, that's an arguably a top five tight end in the league, uh, the best offensive line. If he can't produce in, in that offense, I, I don't know when he could. So yeah. that's the biggest question, but it, it'll be fun. And I think uh, they're definitely now, um, if they're not a playoff team, if they don't reach the playoffs, it's, it's a disappointment. You kind of got to expect them to reach playoffs at this point. Yeah. So, so um, you know, in terms of other, you know, news, I think that, that that does it for this week. It was kind of a quiet week after the draft, despite, you know, what's probably going on behind the scenes. I'm expecting a lot of teams to be doing extensive work on the remaining free agents. Um, you know, we had talked about it privately, you know, different free agents that I would potentially look at um, for teams in need of, you know, the other things that we had talked about, you know, Chicago, for example, um, you know, really needing that wide receiver spot. And we'll get to that as well. Um, but, you know, I do want to touch on just like the top, um, you know, the top wide receivers at that position and, Really, what my mindset my mindset is, um, we didn't really talk about it too much um, behind the scenes, but um, so like the biggest name on the market, well, one of the biggest names I should say is Jarvis Landry. Okay, um, a lot of Bears fans are like, "That's a big name. I think you could help us out." Blah blah. blah. Strictly because of his height, I don't think that he's a possibility for Chicago. Um, you, you need a number one option. And, you know, if you have a guy like Darnell Mooney, you know, I feel like that's just not happening. Um, you know, Julio Jones is also available, but like, unless it's for a really, really cheap deal with incentives to, you know, make a lot more if, you know, you play, it's just, I mean, it sucks because he used to be really good, but you know, now that he's not, it, it really hurts. Um, so I don't think he's an option. You see OBJ, and he's probably the most intriguing option, but I think that that's the one that the teams are kind of monitoring pretty closely, mainly just because of his injury status and how he's doing in rehab and stuff like that because they obviously want the same player as before, but if you know he's going to keep getting injured like this or you know how likely is it to you know re-tear this ACL that he's already torn before? You know, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like 
as a team that needs wide receiver, you're definitely looking at him like, ooh, you know, maybe, maybe not. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I feel like I've been pretty vocal on, on my kind of my stance on him. I think uh, after again, I we'll see how long it takes him to play because that's a question. Um, he'll probably end up being on the pub uh, list, so so he'll have to sit out for for I think mm-hmm. it's six weeks. For those who don't know about that. He's um, expected to return in October. So. Yeah, so so I'll miss a little bit. Um, so so I, I I think any team that can get him up, I, I think you're probably looking at like a two year contract. Yeah. Um, I I've been vocal. I I think he's I think he has all the talent in the world. I think any team that gets him is obviously we'll see how the contract looks like because because the market for wide receivers right now are freaking yeah. crazy. Um, and, but I think any team that gets him, yeah, I think the Bears should <laughs> should give him a long looking at. Yeah, so. um, at least do the research on him, you know. Um, yeah. and then you know, when it comes down to like big names, I mean, the only other big name that's left is T.Y. Hilton, and I mean, he's kind of disappeared out, out of the spotlight for a while, and it sucks because like he used to be one of my favorite wide receivers for a while, but I mean, you know, just last season he had 331 yards and three touchdowns on a team with a weak wide receiver core. Like, when it comes down to it, you know. It's just like I don't know if that should be a number one option, you know. No, I I I, I don't think now. Uh, obviously, in his prime, dude was one of the best wide receivers in the league. Um, I don't. Again, I think he's far from that now. Uh, but um, I think he's far from that now. But uh, he'd be a perfect guy for for Mooney to learn from because again he did produce at a very high level at at one point in his career um and obviously they're not the exact same player but their playing styles are very you know the fast twitchy wide receiver Mm -hmm. um who kind of wins downfield and that's exactly what uh ty was you know make the catch get yards after the catch make a play um and for him to to kind of learn from that would be an awesome guy so i think you know you can't expect him if you guys were to sign. We can't expect him to be a number one guy, but he's a perfect mentor, at least to a guy right. like Mooney. Um. So next up, I do want to talk about. Um. There was this Instagram post that I saw that I actually sent to you. Um. Yes. It was the yeah, offensive right rookie of the year futures bets. Um. You know the odds and everything. Um. There are a lot of these that I find questionable, but I want to go pick by pick to kind of get your feel for them and then i'll go pick by pick for mine to see like just how possible it is in my book compared to yours if that's if that's cool um starting off we're gonna go with kenny pickett at plus 550 odds to win offensive rookie of the year what are your thoughts as far as kenny pickett goes uh i wouldn't i wouldn't (laughs) i wouldn't he's the favorite I know, which is – he was the number one quarterback drafted. Um, again, he was the number one player drafted at the most important position in football. Dare it I say sense. not even going to win the job? Well, I don't I'm, think I'm not, he will. I, I'm, not, I'm not willing to bet he's not going to win the job because one of his uh, – kind of what he was talking about the most coming out of the draft was he was he is pro-ready. Um, but I, he might not win the job at the very start of the season, but I'm willing to bet by week four he's – um, he's in, but for, I, I just, I feel so bad think, for Mitch. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think any of the, these, I don't think, I don't know. I, I just, 
any of the quarterbacks. Um, and I think there's another quarterback on this list that we'll get to eventually. Yeah. Um, but I'm not taking any of the quarterbacks. Um, and he just plays in such a good division. I don't know how much how much winning he's going to do. Right. And that's um, my concern more than Brees anything. Hall at plus 650 is number two. Um, obviously, we'd love to see it happen, judging by how good of a guy he is. And his family was really cool. Um, oh, yes. But, I mean, realistically, though, it's a New York Jets running back. And, you know, their offensive line wasn't terrible last season. They did make improvements in the draft. Um, is he a top, like, pick for that? Or, you know? I I, I think so. Um, again, their offensive line was pretty banged up um, throughout the entire year. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll, we'll get to a guy later on in this list eventually. But, but with them adding um, – more more passing uh, targets for um, Wilson to throw to that kind of opens up the field a little bit more and, and that kind of forces them to the defense to kind of play an in between and then, you know, they can't completely focus on the run. Um, and he's just such a good freaking player that um, running backs usually come in and produce almost immediately. I think he's worth uh, that. And, and um, the offensive line, like I said, again, what wasn't too healthy last year. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think he, sh- I'm, I'm not willing to say I have a pick, uh, for this, but, um, I, I think he should be, I, I, I think number two is fine. Like, I'm not gonna, uh, poop on it. Like I did with Kenny Pickett at one, Kenny Pickett should be nowhere <laughs> near one, but so, um, up next we have Drake London at plus 700. I want to know your thoughts on that one as That's well. Cause terrible. I find that one really, you think so? Um, my thing is this: he's not he's not the number one. Um, he's not the number one target on his team. Kyle Pitts was a dog last year. Uh, he's the number one wide receiver, but that doesn't mean he's the number one target. Um, and in my my worry about him, and this is the worry about all the wide receivers on this list. Um, unlike a running back, like he's going to get the ball. There, there's not a lot of in between. Um, uh, but there's a middle guy when it comes to wide receiver is your quarterback. Um. And I'm a little worried about his quarterback situation. Yeah. And, and, and that's and that's my concern versus anything. I think he'll play fine, but uh, it, it's the guy throwing the football that concerns me just a little bit, whether that's Desmond Ritter or Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Um, and then next up, we have Garrett Wilson at plus 800, uh, fourth overall for, you know, offensive rookie of the year. Um, your thoughts on this one as well. Uh, this is this. I I I think I'd probably I think I like this better than what I like Drake London, but I still think it's it's. I still wouldn't feel too comfortable about it because again, you're kind of banking on. Um, you're banking on him taking the next step. Uh, uh Zach Wilson, uh, to take the next step because again, like I said, for a wide receiver to be productive, um. They have to have a good quarterback. Um, yeah. So you're, you're banking on him. Again, I think he's a fine talent. And again, I, I would have him over Drake London strictly just for the quarterback situation because at least I know Zach Wilson has played in the league. Um, Marcus Mariota has been known for time and time for being a running quarterback. And Desmond Ritter's problem in college was uh, ball accuracy. So it doesn't yeah. sound too good <laughs> for that. 
So I think I think we can argue about that one as well, but we'll you know we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, Traylon Burks at plus eight fifty, number five. Out of all the wide receivers, this is the one I like the most. Yeah. Yes. Um, because Ooh, I trust, okay. I trust. Well, because I trust his quarterback the most, and he's the number one target on his offense. Okay. Um, I do think, uh, I, I, I think that he's can he's competing the least for the targets. Again, you got to worry about the Titans just because they are such a, um, like a run heavy offense, uh, and that would be my concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I trust. Tannehill to get him the ball at least accurately for most points, and again he's he is the number one wide receiver. Like he's not. I love Robert Woods, but Robert Woods is not number one wide receiver. Um, I think he can be. Yeah, but he's not number one wide receiver over Traylon Burks. At least, I mean, I I feel like he can be right now. Honestly, I I think that's why they traded for him. I mean, at the moment they still had AJ Brown, so like that was obviously the clear cut number one wide receiver on the team. But I mean, I think Robert Woods can be just putting that out there. He he's a very low end. He he's a good wide receiver two, uh, low end wide receiver one. But but again, mm-hmm. just as terms of targets, he's fighting for them the least. Because yeah. you got to worry about Elijah Mitchell and Corey Davis for the Jets. You got to worry about Kyle Pitts, the yeah. Falcons. Um, so okay, I'm I'm getting eager. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna go to. I'm going to say my picks for – or not like picks, but my takes on the first five, and then we'll go on the second five, yeah. um, you know, for you, and then I'll go after that. Um, so Kenny Pickett, for me, uh, hear me out. I don't think he's winning the job. Um, a lot of people are saying, even Mike Tomlin's saying, like, there's a chance. Yeah. I just don't see it. Um, I think Mitch is actually going to impress a lot more people than, you know – people give him credit for um you know all that you've seen is a little bit of preseason play from him and i think that he's shown a lot better flashes than he did when he was with chicago um and so because of that i'm saying absolutely not for kenny pickett and even if it's just there's too many good options at wide receiver for him to actually you know be a leader um so as far as Brees Hall goes, it just all depends on how healthy that offensive line can stay. Um, I think that he's an interesting pick, but I don't think that I would put him among the best, if that would make sense. Um, I feel like he could win you some money, but it's not going to be anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Drake London, I think, is going to be a very good player, but I don't yes. think he's going to be that this year strictly because of the quarterback situation unfortunately i'm really looking forward to seeing what marcus mariota can do so i mean by all means i wish him the best but i don't think that i would put him over a couple of receivers that are actually in the second five um but uh garrett wilson i think would be cool um i think he'd be a good i i think he'll be a good fit in new york um he's a good start to an offense, um, you know, him and Brees Hall. I mean, those are two really good offensive pieces. If you're a Jets yeah. fan, you're really excited. Um, so I'll say maybe for Garrett Wilson. And then as far as Traylon Burks goes, I don't know why, but I just, I'm not faithful. Like, I know he'll be good, but will he be that good? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is he rookie of the year or offensive rookie of the year material? And in my book, I don't know if I'd put him over a couple of these players. Um, 
Next up is Jamison Williams. What are your thoughts on him at plus 900? Mm-hmm. I think he'll probably be the best uh, any of, of any of the rookies. Mm. Uh, but I don't think he'll win it just because, again, he, he's recovering from his – um, from his ACL tear, we don't know when he's going to play right away, um, and, and that, that's that's really my concern. I think he's going to be one hell of a player, um, yeah. and if he comes back and he plays in week two or week three and he doesn't start the year on the the pub list or the PP list, um, yeah. I, I I really I, I would like this pick again. My guy is not on this list. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll get to that yeah. after we well, get yeah, through. We'll get, yeah. But no, I, I I could see him doing it absolutely. Uh, again, it's it's just the injury with him. But if if he comes back uh, week two or week three, I could absolutely see it happening. My pick for offensive rookie of the year is on this list. I will say, yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, Kenneth Walker at plus nine hundred at seven. His if we're talking about offensive line, his offensive line scares me. Yeah. Um. And and I know that they. They drafted their tackle this year, uh, but <laughs> his tackle is not a run blocking tackle. I mean, they, they drafted Charles Cross in the first round, um, and Charles Cross got drafted. And, and I said this on the thing strictly because of his pass blocking ability. He played in the air raid offense where he was just asked to pass block, pass back, pass back, or pass block all the time. Which is um, actually it makes sense. Yeah, which but I, I, I he hasn't. I'm not saying he can't run block, at, uh, but we just, I wish haven't seen a lot. Um, so it really scares me. But he's an awesome player. But again, his, his offensive line uh, concerns me a little bit. Uh, Christian Watson at plus eleven hundred. Holy cow! Uh, this is absurd. This is my second guy. It, uh, okay. I he's playing with one of the best quarter, quarterbacks. The best. In the, the history, best in the league. Well, I'm talking about the history of the NFL. Oh, I'm um, saying right now. Yeah, but I'm saying like in the history of the NFL, this dude is playing with one of the best quarterbacks. Imagine um, having one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the NFL and only pulling one Super Bowl out of it. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, sorry, I'll, I just had to. He and versus the other wide receivers, he's not fighting for for like these targets. This guy can step in and, and be wide receiver one pretty much immediately. Yeah. Um. I like it. And then uh, I think we can just, I mean, skim past Malik Willis Nine, at plus 1,100. No, that, that's terrible. He's not no. playing this year. <laughs> and then 10 at, you know, Chris Olave plus 1,200. I mean. You could make some money off that for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's just him. It, it's it's him not being the noble one for me. Yeah. Uh, my, my, it, it depends on Michael Thomas. If Michael Thomas comes in. And plays like he used to. There's no shot this dude is winning it. Um, so it, it depends on how Michael Thomas is, uh, how he is when he comes back. Um, and if he I can see healthy. a world, yeah, and if he can stay healthy, I, and I can see a world where it happens. Um, but last time we saw Michael Thomas play, he was one of the best wide receivers in the league. Yeah. So I have my doubts, not uh, for the player, but for the system that he's in. If it were legal for me to bet, okay, I'll I'll say this. Let me go through my first, my my second five because I was about to just say my pick right now. Uh, so Jamison Williams, like you said, the ACL thing kind of scares me. Um, that's a big injury. I mean, I would know, <laughs> but um, 
I, I'd have hope for him. I'd say that he would be, um, I would say that he would be my number two wide receiver on here. Um, and probably in my number two pick on this whole list. Um, Kenneth Walker, like you said, offensive line is just iffy. Um, that pass blocking tackle that you were talking about, I think is strictly because they have DK and Tyler Lockett. Um, but then Christian Watson, this at 1100 is just a steal. If I'm, you know, if I'm legal to bet, uh, I'd be tossing 10 bucks just because it's 10 bucks on it. In all honesty, um, that'll win you a lot of money. And I, I think, you know, maybe even a hundred dollars. I don't know, depending on how much money you got to throw around. Um, <laughs> I would say that he would be the safest pick on this whole thing just because he's surefire wide receiver one, um, you know, on, on Aaron Rodgers' offense. Um, yeah. like, like you said, Malik Willis not playing in his first season. And if it is, it's, you know, in case of injury. Um, but I wouldn't say offensive rookie of the year. And then Chris Olave, I think, would be wide receiver three or player number three on this whole list for me. So it would go Christian Watson, Jameson Williams, Chris Olave for me, um, and then just everybody else behind those three. Um, no set order. But you said that your player is not on the list. My 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 bet. I should probably clarify my bet's not on this list. Yeah. Um, I think the guy most likely, like if I had to, if most likely, I I would say it, it, it's. By far and away, Christian Watson, and you're kind of not the smartest, not to poop on people, but not, not the yeah. smartest if you think it's anybody else. Uh, but the bet I would probably make uh, would be George Pickens. I've been pretty pretty vocal about my love yeah. for George Pickens, but it, it goes back to our conversation that we've talked about a lot of these other guys. It, it's it's the person throwing the football to him, yeah. whether, it's, whether it's Kenny Pickett, who is going to be a rookie, who's going to have to learn in. Or, or I, I do. I'm not as I'm not on the same level as you uh, for the Mitch Trubisky mm-hmm. um, thing. But strictly just the value that you're going to get that bet at would be crazy. Yeah. And um, and if his quarterbacks can produce good, he's the, he's the number one wide receiver on that team. He has the talent to be number one wide receiver in the league. Uh, he has the talent to be elite. He he really does. Um, and, and, and again, I don't know what it's at, but I mean the value for whatever that plus plus a lot of money I would guess <laughs> um, would be a lot. That that'd probably be like a ten again, like you said, throw ten dollars down on it. Um, yeah. Again, his quarterback situation concerns me a little bit, but I really think he could be such a good player. Yeah. Um, all right, so that'll do it for you know those picks. Um, Let's let's move on. There were a lot of undrafted free agency signings um, just this past week, and I mean it's it's bound to happen every year. It's just after the draft. Um, so, are there any players that kind of interest or intrigue you um, in terms of you know whether or not they actually pan out, or you know do you think they could find a roster spot? Do you think they could be starters somewhere? Was there anybody that's really stood out to you um, that you think is like, holy cow, that could be a steal? Yeah, and I'm not just saying this because of um, the team, um, mm-hmm. but but I've again I've been pretty vocal about about my my love for Carson Strong, um, mm-hmm. and, and I think him becoming UDFA really shows us who. Um, 
that there are there are some very serious medical concerns because if there wasn't, the dude would have been drafted. Yeah. Um, and, and for a team to not even take a shot on him in the seventh round really, really shows uh there has some there's some medical medical concerns. Yeah. Um it, again, it concerns me. Um I like I like Jane Wademeyer as a UDFA. Um his testing numbers are pretty bad. Um but I, I like Jaden Wademeyer and then um there's another guy I want to talk about, but I'm sure you will mention him. So Okay. Um <laughs> I I think that we're on the same page because yeah. I'm I'm just gonna say it right off the bat and you could say it with me. John Ross. Um John Ross Chiefs. Is, did I say John Ross? Yeah, no, you said Justin John. Ross. Jesus. <laughs> Justin. Uh-huh. Justin Ross. Yep. To the Chiefs. Um I mean, okay, let's just say the the reason why they signed him as an undrafted free agent is because he can be like his ceiling is like surefire wide receiver one future pro bowler but his floor is incredibly low and low and it's because of his um his injury it could be big but the thing is is like i mean this man has a lot of potential and honestly if he didn't get injured he would have been a top 10 pick there's no arguing that um <laughs> But I, I just, I mean, he had crazy potential in 2019. Um, it's just unfortunate what happened to him in 2020 and then 2021. Um, but that's that's who I have as far as just my first guy. And then do you want to move on to my second guy or do you want to talk about that really quick? Yeah. Um, for me, if it was, if it was, if it, for those, I don't know how many people kind of really understand the situation that happened with him. Um if it was an injury, I would be far more likely to to kind of be on board with it. But his problem was an injury. His, he was like that. He had this thing since birth. And for those who don't know what it was, um, he had some awkward fusions in his spine in two different spots. Mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't like something he just got like hit hard to mess it up in a game. It was something he was born with. Um, he he messed it up. Um, he had like an awkward, he has a bad fusion. I don't know exactly what the problem was, um, but he had it in kind of his neck area and then his lower back area. Um, and and like there were like he there were I think it was like ten doctors before the guy uh, agreed to it. But there were like ten people. Like he had to retire from football. Dabo Sweeney had to call him in and say like, "Yo, like this is a concern. Like you cannot play football anymore." Hmm. And, and um, like, that was a concern. Like, people were saying, like, he was never, ever going to play football again. There were doctors that did not want to perform the surgery with how darn bad it was um, until, until one doctor came along and said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. um, which, again, like, like, he almost had to retire. And, and then that's the thing. Like, I won a bad, hard hit can, like, take this dude out. And, and does he have potential? I mean, we saw what he did in national championship. I think it would have been 2017. Um, after that national championship run that they made in the playoffs, where like this dude's getting, like you said, this is a top five pick. He's going first round, no doubt. Um, yeah. But a- after, you know, having to, to medically retire from football and having numerous doctors tell you that they don't want to help you with this. Yeah. It concerns me so a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then I just he's think, had other few minor injuries as well, which makes me question um, 
how injury prone this guy is. But what were you saying? Yeah. I honestly just think um I mean yeah, yeah, that's huge. And I don't know. I mean, I guess it kind of rubbed me the wrong way that the Bears wanted to use their seventh round pick on the, you know, punter position. Um, you know, I I, I this guy's available, you know. Why not take a shot on him? It, it, you know, he's right there. Give him a shot. If it doesn't pan out, hey, guess what? Didn't pan out. You didn't give up that much for him. It's a seventh round pick. Or, hey, he's an undrafted free agent. Might as well give him a shot. And, you know, if you have Patrick Mahomes on the Chiefs, it's like, yeah, we have a top three quarterback in the league. I'll say it. Whatever. Um, you know, I just think there's with that immense upside, like you said, there's so much that he can do, but it's more so will he be able to do it, and you're not signing him to that contract um, just yet. So, I mean, why not see what he can do in training camp or whatever and see if he can he can land a spot. I would definitely try it out. Um, next up, and it's another Clemson boy, tell you what, Braden Galloway, uh, Clemson player, tight end. Um, he's signed by the bears and, um, I think with the pass rush that he's been able to do, I've watched a little bit of film ever since they signed him. Um, you know, I think it's possible that he can land a spot. I don't think that he'd be like a surefire starter. Um, but it's definitely somebody that I would like to kind of, uh, keep track of a little bit just to see, you know, can he be that run blocking tight end? And then can Cole Komet be like that? number one target, you know, for, um, you know, the, the bears, I mean, you know, can Cole Komet be that, you know, Travis Kelsey for Justin. Fee- um, I, I don't think Cole Komet's on the same level. You know what I mean? As Travis yeah. Kelsey, at least not yet. Uh, but I don't know They're, that duo has got potential and, when it comes to run blocking, I mean, Braden Galloway can be that guy. Um, what were your, I mean, do you, do you know much about him? Do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, no, no, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, you said he went to Clemson? Yes. Yeah, this is the first time in like five or six years that I hadn't paid attention to Clemson. Okay. Uh, this, they just, uh, this year, Clemson, Clemson as a whole, um, it just was nowhere near as good as what they've been in the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, I mean, they, they can produce a lot of um, good UDFAs, and I hate to keep it hounding on this, but the Eagles freaking killed it in UDFAs. Yeah. Um, I, I, Mario Goodrich, he was a cornerback who went to Clemson. He, I um, think he should have been drafted. Like, he had like a fifth or sixth round grade. So the fact the Eagles yeah. could have got him there. Um, Josh Jobes was a guy that a lot of people talked about him being drafted. Um, I think even a guy like Mel Kuyper was even shocked this guy didn't get drafted. He, he too, was also on an eagle. Um, but, uh, like, a dude, uh, Sterling Weatherford, I think his name is. Uh, yeah, he went to the Colts. Um, he was a safety that I'm also very surprised um, didn't <laughs> didn't get drafted. He's 6'4". He's kind of in the same mold as, mm-hmm. like, a, as a Kyle Hamilton-esque. Um, okay. It'll be fun to see uh, if, if he can get something done in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I was, again, kind of shocked that he didn't get drafted. 
Um, I, 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 I think it goes back to his uh, the level of competition that he kind of played at. He didn't play um, at the best level of competition. Yeah. Um, I, he played at um, uh, Miami. Uh, wait, yeah, Miami, but it's not the Miami that everybody was talking about. It's not a... Um, it's not Miami, me at Miami. It's not the U. It's uh, he played Miami, Ohio. Yeah. So you know, you you have to go back to uh, competition is important. Um, and it's something that te- the teams value. Uh, but I I think this year, like I said, he's in the Kyle Hamilton mold. I'm not saying he's Kyle Hamilton. Uh, it's pretty nice. Nobody like Kyle Hamilton, but uh, <laughs> that, that's another guy. He went to the Colts again. And with them losing Rakyasin in that trade this year, it'll be fun to see how he how he does. I think it was a good spot for him. So let's go ahead and move on to the next segment. Um, what we're gonna do is the the NFL draft winners and losers, um, and then we've got a funner funner geez, uh, more fun um, segment after that. Um, yeah. I I want to lead us off um, with I mean it, it's a clear cut winner for the draft. Um, and I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. I just think, you know, I, and you, I, I know, I know, I know Kyle Hamilton, man. I mean, at mm-hmm. 14, that was a really, really good start. And then, you know, even though they had to trade away Hollywood Brown, um, they, they bumped they up stupid return for him too. Yeah. It was and crazy. They got Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, you know, David Ojabo as well, you know. Um, oh my gosh, dude. Daniel Falele as well later on. I think it was a great draft for Baltimore. Um, there's plenty of options in free agency where they could move, you know, and, and get somebody. Um, dare I say Jarvis Landry would be a good spot there. I think that that would be really interesting to put him there or even OBJ. Um so, you know, I think that the Ravens are in a really good spot and they improved in a crucial time as well. I mean, especially in a in a really, really stacked AFC North as well. So, um, you know, what are your thoughts? Like, can you give me one of your winners as well? Yeah, as for the Ravens, it was ugh, the draft was the, the draft was so good. Um, and again, I, as, as I said, I don't know how many people listen to our mock draft videos. Um but I mean, before David Ajabo got injured, I'm like, this dude is going, um, <laughs> go, going to the, to the Ravens at number four, yeah. uh, number fourteen, uh, because of all the connections, uh, and for them to get him, a guy that was, again, at, at some point in the season, obviously his injury, and we'll see how he comes back from that, mm-hmm. um, and, and more so than the ACL or LCL or something, we've seen Achilles are, are a little bit tougher to come back from than yeah. Than some of the other major injuries, but uh, I mean, at one point this dude was viewed as a top fifteen pick, so to get him at forty five is huge. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I don't have to express to you guys how I feel about Daniel Falele or Kyle <laughs> Hamilton. Um, I've been pretty pretty vocal about that, and, and for them to to get Travis Jones in, in the third round too is is yeah. crazy. Um, they, they they significantly improved, um, and they really took again Lamar being hurt. Really, I wouldn't say help them. Obviously, you don't want your franchise quarterback to get hurt, but for him to be hurt, that allowed them to make so much higher than what their actual team is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if their team can stay healthy this year, and in this in this talent that at least seems really good right now, 
can come in and produce. They they, they look really scary. Uh, but for me, the Jets, dude. The Jets. So good. For, for them to get the best cornerback, um, <laughs> for them to get the best uh, cornerback, not CB, uh, or not QB, CB, for them to get the best cornerback um, is crazy. I, I'm surprised he went um, uh, after, or I'm surprised Sauce uh, wasn't the first CB pick, but for, for them to get Sauce and then to, to greatly upgrade the wide receiver position for um, – for Zach Wilson, who we've already talked about, and Garrett Wilson is crazy. Um, but then they saw uh, kind of, I, I would say, the, one of the biggest shockers kind of with Nicobe Dean as well, because Nicobe Dean fell. Um, but like J, uh, JJ, I've, Jermaine I Johnson. I don't know why I'm calling that. Yeah, Jermaine Johnson. Uh, one, of, one of the biggest shockers when it comes to falling for them to be able to kind of recognize that and kind of swoop in and, and snag him is huge. They got three very, 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 um, impactful players uh for I, me I, it was it's so darn good and then then as we talked about before they they improved and they got Brees hall hall yeah i'll go ahead and say it i mean you know their offense looks pretty good right now um they got their weapons for their young quarterback to you know take control um you know they bumped up their offensive line just slightly um you know, and then on top of all the things that you said as well, I mean, you know, Jeremy Ruckert too yeah. later on. I mean, he's a very well-rounded tight end, I think. Um, I think he can make a pretty solid impact later on, um, you know, this upcoming season and kind of give him a good target as well as be able to block for him, um, you know, if he needs to, to go and see if he can chuck the ball down to Garrett Wilson down the field and everything. Um, also, I think it's really cool that Garrett Wilson and Jeremy Ruckert get to stay teammates, you know, in New York. Um, that's really cool. Man, I'm a huge fan of this this Jets draft. And, you know, we were talking about it before, uh, just last episode, or maybe it was after last episode. But, I mean, those Jets look like they could potentially be a little dangerous, um, you know, given the right opportunity. I'm going to go ahead and move on to um, my next winner. And in all honesty, I mean, I think <laughs> in all honesty, I think the Lions won. I mean, really, yeah. I think it's it's clear cut. Um, you know, they got a really, really good edge rusher and then they got a really, really good wide receiver in the first round. And it's just like, what more? They, they traded with a division rival to like, I mean, whenever you can trade with a division rival and get a really good player, I, I mean... It's just stupid. It's stupid how crazy, you know, that can go down. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, the Lions improved and they just kind of, they made my point, you know, basically for uh, when I said just a few weeks back that the Lions were potentially making the playoffs next year. I'll be honest. I think they're dangerous and I'm actually kind of scared to see what they can do next season as well. Um, You know, so as a Bears fan, I mean, it's like, can we end up beating these lions? Is it actually possible? Um, at the uh, you know, call it a bold take or whatever, but I don't think the lions or I don't think the bears are on the lions level right now. Um, you know, we looked at power rankings and stuff after the draft and everything. Um, the lions are, I mean, obviously over the bears, and I agree with it. And it it sucks right now as you know a bears fan, but it's like if it, it, you know a lot of people want to knock 
Jared Goff, but they forget that he took the Rams to a Super Bowl as well. So it's like, and I'm not saying the Lions are Super Bowl bound or whatever, but it's like they have a lot of upside. They could do a lot. Maybe get to the playoffs is probably like the biggest thing right now, and I think that they could do it. Yeah, and and that's where I was going to go. I mean, the draft as a whole, um, I thought was really good. Uh, Oh, yeah. Me and you, I mean, even outside of those two picks, uh, they got an edge rusher. I think good value for him. Nothing crazy, but uh, Josh Pascal. Um, yes, he 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 was a good pick. Um, but then they 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 got Kirby Joseph, who I think um, outside of like the top five big guys at safety that we uh, pretty much talked about through the entire process. Oh, uh, yeah, outside of Hamilton, Brisker, Petrie. Um, Daxon Hill and Lewisine, he, he was the next guy up for them. So for them to get him in third round was awesome. Um, and this, I guess this guy I didn't, I didn't really talk enough about, but uh, they got one of my favorite players in the draft and James Mitchell. I, I, I think I talked about him a little bit on the podcast, um, but he was a, definitely a guy I voice see you that I really liked. Um, I just think they had such a solid um, all around draft. It was, it was, it's a very good draft for them. Yeah. Um. Really quick. Um. Okay. So we're just gonna cut to winners this week. Um. So I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I think the Bears are winners. Um. Of this whole draft, I think it's awesome, and this can segue into our next segment as well. Um. But I mean, Kyler Gordon at 39. I, I feel like might have been a little early, but at the same time, I mean, he's a good just, starting quality yeah. corner that that I, I was just like, all right, this guy's a dog. I'm not even worried about it. Like this guy can come in and he can start immediately. The secondary got better with that pick, right? Then we go on and we look at the second round and you get Jaquan Brisker and it's like, oh my God, the Bears actually got a lot better now. The secondary is I, I would say the secondary's fixed, and I didn't even see these two players play yet in, in, in pads and, you know, a jersey for the Bears. Like, I would say the secondary is fixed. We have a very young secondary now. You have Kyler Gordon on the other side of um, Johnson, you know. You have Eddie Jackson and Jaquan Brisker. It's like, that is a pretty decent secondary. I really yes. like that, right? So then you move on. Um, you know, you look at Velas Jones Jr., which is like, okay. All right, pump the brakes. This man is 25 years old. Why are you using a third-round pick on him when, you know, there's some other options that you could potentially use, um, you know, the pick on? And I think it strictly falls under not only – well, I'll, I'll let me just say I like the pick. I like it. Contrary to popular belief, and we'll argue about it, and it's okay. I want to go pick by pick just on the Bears just because it's my Bears. Um, but you know, well, I like it. Um, after that, Braxton Jones in the fifth round, awesome tackle, right? Dominique Robinson in the fifth round, solid edge rusher that Eberflus can, you know, totally just come in and develop. And then when they get rid of Robert Quinn within the next year, you have a solid young edge rusher that you spent a fifth round pick on that I think can potentially do some pretty solid things as well. Then you have Zach Thomas in the sixth round, right? 
And keep in mind, the Bears actually traded a bunch of picks as well in this in this draft. They were very active. And I think for that, it shows not only the GM wants to be aggressive, but they also want to find that help for Justin Fields as far as their offensive line goes. Um, you know, they have Tristan Ebner, a running back, which I was like kind of questioning. Um, you have Doug Kramer um, out of Illinois. It was a center. Um, this man's a dog. He can come in and develop and be potentially a backup, but who knows, you know? Um, then you have Jatire Carter, um, another offensive lineman, and then, you know, Elijah Hicks, another safety. Uh, and then lastly, Trenton Gill, a punter, which is like, okay, well, we needed a punter, so it's fine. But like, you cannot sit here and tell me that they do not care about Justin Fields. No, no, stop. You yeah. absolutely, yes, you can. You can. Okay. All right. Yes. Let's argue about this. No, stop. I understand. I understand. They, they, you drafted all these late round offensive linemen. App, fine. Fine. You can, you can say, you know, they care. No, they don't. If, if they would have, Bernard Ryman was on the board. Yes. A dude that, that, that at times was projected to go in the first round of the draft. Mm-hmm. If, and, and for you guys to be like, mm, no, we're, we're going to, we're going to get, a cornerback, mind you, I, I like Kyler Gordon, uh, but Kyler Gordon, he when he comes in this first year, he's probably he's not going to blow you guys away. He has awesome traits. Um, he's going to be an awesome uh, developmental guy, and he has awesome traits. And, and I do think in two or three years, he's going to be awesome. But for you guys to take a guy like that over a Bernard Raymond for for you to protect your quarterback, your franchise guy. And for you guys to draft Velas Jones, I'm sorry. I mean, there, there are other wide receivers too that I liked before him. And that, that's crazy. And, and I understand, like, for you guys to draft these like developmental pieces at offensive line, guys that are not going to start, and for you to use it as proof that you guys are going to protect him, awesome. There were there were guys on free agency that you guys could have signed. There's still plenty him. of them. I'll I understand that. that, but you haven't, but but you haven't signed him. You haven't signed those guys yet. So for, for, for you, to, so to say that you guys drafted these guys d- uh, d- to help him, I'm I'm just gonna push back on that. Yeah, <laughs> you, you 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 spent fifth round picks on on offensive line. Fantastic. Are you are you mad because they passed on George Pickens and Sky Moore? You know, um, George Pickens, uh, guys like George Pickens. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not too mad about the whole the whole. Sky would you more. say? I, would you say that David Bell would have been a better pick than Velas Jones? Um, I have been significantly lower on David Bell, but I I I like David Bell. I think Jalen Turbert uh, Tober out of South Alabama is better. I think Danny Gray out of SMU is better. I think Romeo Dobbs, who the who the freaking Packers got in the fourth round, is better. Calvin Austin, I think, is a, a better than all of than these guys. He, I, I don't think Velas Jones can come in and produce even as number two wide receiver. He has speed, which is awesome, but I I, I don't think he can come in. And let produce. me let me just counter your argument here. So sure. what people aren't necessarily looking at is the fact that the Bears not only you know wanted to get that big wide receiver for Justin Fields, right? Because it's clear that it's an it's a need. Everybody and their mother knows about that. The offensive line was also a big need. And then if you look at it, I mean, the secondary was god-awful last season. Yeah, You need to improve that. And the thing is, is when you have a defensive-minded head coach, you also want to be on the same page as him. 
let's face it, there was a lot of talent that fell in the second round. I mean, between, you know, Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, I mean, Jaquan Brisker was going, you know, in the first round, maybe early second round in some mock drafts to get him I, at where I they got him. I think you guys him. had a good draft. It's, it has nothing to do with your I'm guys' just saying, draft. I, when, it, when it comes the fact to you're not helping Justin Fields. But you are, though. And the thing is, is not only are you I, – I understand. Everybody's like, you need to go ahead and, you know, you need to help your quarterback by getting him weapons. Yes, that is a huge thing. But in order to get him weapons, you need to invest in your future and protect him so he doesn't get hurt. And in, but you in didn't do doing that, that – but in doing okay, but in doing that, you have to get a solid amount of of offensive line help, and they spent majority of their picks on that. It's like they're emphasizing on that, and not only that, but they had Justin Fields involved in their wide receiver scouting. It's like if Justin Fields wanted, you know, hey, I want you guys to get George Pickens. Do you think that they would have taken Kyler Gordon there, or do you think that they would have picked George Pickens? Or do you think, you know, let's say Sky Moore, we want Sky Moore, right? Well, guess what? Sky Moore is a smaller option. We've already talked about this during this episode. I never saw Sky Moore going to the Bears in the first place. But if you think about it, I mean, look, Justin Fields literally had a say in the wide receiver scouting. He said, look, I just want this guy. That's all I want right now. And with limited picks, who knew? I mean, they didn't know that these trades were going to go through either. So they didn't know, like, who was going to be available at, you know, in the in the fifth round and a pick that we don't have. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they weren't going to go ahead and count their chickens before they're hatched. They wanted to make sure that they could trade for that, and then they go ahead and, you know, they obviously exhausted every option as far as offensive linemen. But, like, you did literally all that you could in terms of protecting your quarterback and your future in terms of offensive <laughs> line by drafting all of them, or not all of them, by, like, using majority of your picks – in that. And so for that, I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. Not only that, but they also have a ton of money for next year. They have plenty of resources. They can go out and sign offensive linemen that are on the board still as far as free agents. Have they signed them yet? No. But do they have plenty of time to do so? Absolutely. It's like they're doing research on them. They're definitely doing their homework. They've drafted different options. And nobody's even crediting them for potentially wanting to get younger. I mean, can they develop offensive linemen? Think about this for a second. No. <laughs> the Bears, uh, who knows? And we I haven't mean, seen in, in that, and that's in that, and that is my problem with with them taking such to, to taking these late round guys. We have no clue how how your guys' offensive line is going to work out. And for you guys to, to to not take a guy like Abraham Lucas who was still on the board, for you guys not to take a Bernard Raymond who was still there. In, in, into bank on, on on these guys in the background to, to, to protect your future, like, you can have awesome depth. And, like, these guys will be fine depth pieces. And as a whole, your guys' draft is fine, but when you dig into it and you look, the, your quarterback is still, as of right now, strictly just looking at your guys' draft, running for his life because you guys didn't protect him. You can't bank on a, on, on a fifth or sixth or seventh round pick to become anything. But to say Abraham Lucas in the second round, uh, to say uh, Bernard Ryman in the second round, you, that that's so much more of a safer option than the guy in the fifth round, and in that that's far less development that you're gonna have to take versus a guy in the fifth or sixth or seventh round that we don't know what your offensive line coach is gonna do, we don't know what his pedigree looks like, we don't know if he can do that, 
and, and for you to bank on that to say, hey, Justin Fields, we're going to stick you behind a, an offensive line of fifth and sixth and seventh round picks pretty much outside of Taven Jenkins and to say we're going to stick you behind that, go and have fun is my problem. The wide receiver is fine. Like I understand the wide receivers. I'm not harping on that. It's the lack of offensive line that he didn't get until the fifth and sixth and seventh round. These high-end talents concerns me. And you can draft you can draft awesome depth, but it doesn't how good it, you it doesn't matter how good your depth is if your offensive starters are dog water. I mean, okay, the Bears did end up signing some offensive linemen, not as yeah. of recently, but they did their due diligence in the 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 you know before the draft and everything, which is good. Um, and people don't even recognize that either. It's like, oh no, they just don't exist. Um, you know, for example, I mean, you know, would you say that the Colts' offensive line was pretty solid last year, right? Yeah, it was fine. Offensive I mean, line. Jonathan Taylor was able to I, break free and, you know, have a yeah. record-breaking season for, you know, or I don't know if it was record-breaking per se. But but a pretty darn good season. Yeah. yeah I mean, take it from somebody that had him on his fantasy team, you know. Let's rub that <laughs> in a little bit. Um, okay, Julian Davenport, offensive tackle from Indy. I mean, he started a few games for him last year. Did a pretty yeah. solid job, I'd say. That's pretty good. Dakota Dozier. I mean, he's another offensive tackle. They did their due diligence. Um, you know, Justin jo- Oh, wait, no, he's defensive line. Sorry. I'm looking skimming over their signings right now. Um, Lucas Patrick, right? He None started of these are high end though. That's what Dude, you guys Lucas Patrick started for the years, Packers, man. Years and years and years. You guys have had an hodge podge of an offensive line, and that's what it continues to be. But it, it's is, fine. I don't think it's going to be a terrible offensive line, but Justin Fields need, needs an elite offensive lineman to work with, and all you guys are giving him is, like, trash that nobody else wants. Dude, <laughs> if you think about it, though, I mean, do you think that they had any say in Devon Armstead signing? Do you think that they offered him? He just didn't go. It's the draft that I'm talking about, But though. the draft, right? So, like, okay, I'm just saying, you know, because the narrative right now is that, oh, man, like, you know, the front office has done absolutely nothing for Justin Fields this whole offseason. Like, not only just the draft, but just the narrative, just the fact that, oh, man, like, you know, he hasn't done anything. No, he's he's signed three offensive linemen to come in and compete for a tackle spot. He knows that Tevin Jenkins still is on, on the board. <clears throat> I think Tevin Jenkins can be a really good starter. He just was given a crappy opportunity this past season. He dove into a spot that... I yeah. mean, let's face it, I he like just David wasn't yeah. he wasn't yeah, he wasn't prepared for it yet. When Jason Peters got out, he was like, Well, let's throw you into the fire, basically. Um I I just think oh, man, this guy has so much potential. Mm-hmm. On top of that, when you have Lucas Patrick coming in from Green Bay, I guarantee you one of the Green Bay coaches that we signed um had a say in that, especially yes. the wide receiver coach, not you know, <laughs> and it sounds weird. It That's sounds what weird. Is. But the 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 wide receiver coach probably was like, "Hey, look, like your center is pretty important, Lucas Patrick, free agent. Guess what? If you got somebody that can protect you to throw the ball downfield, like that deep threat Justin Fields knows how to do, I guarantee you this guy can probably get the job done. And that's probably why former offensive lineman, you know, Ryan Poles probably signed. Like, hey, guess what? We're gonna bring him in on top of other guys. And then they're just like, look, let's try and develop these other guys." 
saying that their often their new offensive line coach cannot develop a player before it actually happens is I'm not just saying you bull can't. Crap. I said you can't bank you how you, you can't you can't sure you can. To, you can totally bank no, on, you no, can bank you on somebody to do their job. It's just a thing. No, you, no, you can't. You can't. Not in the NFL. Not, you know how many offensive line no an offensive exactly, line coach I'm not saying you can't. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying your guys if, you, offensive if you're line not banking can't. on them if you're not banking on your coaches how can you how can you draft I in general? Seen anything from him, dude? So why you haven't you seen that he can't do from it? it? I didn't say you can't. I said you can't bank on it. Oh, dude, um, to, totally to, to go in to to go in and saying, "Yep, we think this dude can turn a fifth round pick into a starter for our quarterback" is crazy. If, I if, think if, it's if, possible. If, 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 if they think it's possible, why wasn't he a, a second round? And if pick? not, why wasn't he a third round pick? Why wasn't he a fourth round not, pick? You have free agents that you can use until they are ready. That's the that's the mentality. But, you but sign offensive linemen. You, you draft signed, even more. You guys haven't signed or drafted a high end person. You guys continuously throw outside of Taven Jenkins. I don't want to trash on Taven. I like. Tra- I, I thought. Taven no, Jenkins no, no, no. Was an awesome. Cody Whitehair is pretty solid too. Cozy White he can play old. right guard and center. I know he is. I know he is. But they, I you mean, guys, you can't count him out because if I my thing if, is is it's hodgepodge. Like you guys, like, and, and, and this is my point. If you guys have to banking on anything, if you guys have to be like, well, maybe he can do this, or maybe this guy can turn out. That's a problem. Especially they obviously when you're assess to, that before the draft, though. I I but my thing is is you guys like haven't invested priority main resources into him. It, it, it's a mismatch of, of, of guys that are not being resigned by the teams. Mind you, for a reason. If teams really liked these guys, they would have extended them before they hit the market. And in, in, in fifth round picks and sixth round picks and seventh round picks, it's you guys aren't investing elite high end assets into the position, and that is my problem. Obviously, guys can turn out on it. Like, like I, I hope that all the fifth and sixth and seventh round picks you guys do. Uh, you you know turn out, but but to not invest high end picks into it to protect your franchise quarterback is a problem. It I just honestly, is. All I gotta say is, and I tweeted this out. Just watch, just watch. They have a plan. Give them two years to sort it out. It's and, this, and it's a draft though, and that's what I'm. I like. It's the you're going to have it's narratives. You're going to have narratives. And when you have passionate fans like me that are going to get super amped up about it, why not post the article? <laughs> but at the end of the day, you can't like it. You just can't count them out just yet. Just, just count them. let it proven anything yet. Just just let them be. Let them do what they what they're setting out to do. And if it works out, it works out. If not, then it doesn't. You have plenty of money next season to use. Yeah. You can, I Let's mean, hope. you've got plenty Let's of fallback. <laughs> as far as that segment goes, I'm going to go ahead and just get out of there. Okay. Cause we, yeah. we still have to do gridiron goofs. Um, we aren't doing three bold takes this week, but uh, we're doing, we are doing gridiron goofs as we always do. Um, which Ben, I think our, our, our gridiron goofs for this year is pretty, or this year, this week, pretty exciting. I, I like fun. it. Yes. Um, top five actors, and I think I'm gonna take actresses as well. Just for yeah, everybody yeah. listening, yeah. I think I'm gonna take a different approach to it, so it might not be just entirely like overall actors because I'm I'm really like comedy movies. It's just how I am. Um, I, yeah, 
I don't know. Let, without further ado, let's just go ahead and get started. So uh, I don't want to talk too much, but Ben, I'm going to go ahead and give you the first pick because I'm just a generous person, and let's do it. Oh, what a nice guy. Um, well, again, this is such like a, you could do so much with this. Uh, people have different views. Um, I, as I've said before in the podcast, big Toy Story guy. Uh, so it's really hard for me to not pick um, Hanks, Tom Hanks. Okay. I love Tom Hanks so much. And he he, he has such a wide range. Dude mm-hmm. played Forrest Gump and turned around and played a Cowboys and a kid movie. So, yeah. <laughs> um, For me. Okay. This is okay. I don't know how you're going to draft. So I don't mm-hmm. know who I'm going to pick first. That's, you know, huge. Um. Okay, I'm just gonna do it because I love him. Will Ferrell. See, I probably I love wouldn't Will have picked Will Ferrell. Probably not probably first overall, have. but you know what? I love. I probably pick. wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have it even in the first place. I, I honestly tend to forget he exists. I'm just gonna be honest. This is oh my god, he's got some great movies. He's, oh, he's funny. He's so funny. Um, but I don't think like when I think of good actors, I don't think I probably wouldn't have picked him. Personally, um, I'm between two two people here right now. Uh, <laughs> I know my next. Okay, thing. well, I don't know. I'm deciding between two people. They're fairly similar, so I'm gonna give one away. Eh, no, I don't actually think they're similar at all. Um, well, we're I will say this: my picks are not gonna, gonna, gonna correlate it. at all. This dude has such a beautiful voice. Uh, we're gonna go that should have just given away we're gonna do morgan freeman okay um i feel like you forgot about this and that's why you didn't take it but i'm gonna go leonardo dicaprio for my number uh, two pick i was really hoping you were gonna forget about him and be honest god he's so good no matter what no matter what movie he's in he kills it every single time never fails All right. Well, we're gonna go with uh with a with a good Samuel L. Jackson here. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. This is hard. There's so many good. There's I could go with so many different people. We're gonna catch a lot of heat for it because a lot of people are gonna be like, "Oh my God, you didn't take so and so," and I'm gonna be like, "You know what? You think of every actor ever and just try and piece together your All Star team." Hmm. Um. Oh, man. Okay. I really like this one actor, but I, I'm trying to figure out... Um, his name's not coming to mind for whatever reason. What movie is he in? <laughs> I know it. Okay. Give me Kevin Costner. <laughs> I, okay. We watch Draft Day. It's a, it's a tradition. We yeah, watch Draft Day. God, he's so good in that movie. So, yeah. And yeah. and he's I mean that's that just underestimates all the rest of his work as well too. I'm I'm surprised if you guys are still listening to it. Thank you guys for making it this far because like I'm I'm sure our picks are making a lot of people mad right now. So Oh, I am I'm I'm sure we're getting people uh pretty furious right now. Okay, this is tough. Oh my goodness, dude, there's so many people I could go. Um like part of me wants to go with Johnny Depp. He has such a wide range. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, okay, 
Well, Interstellar is one of my favorite movies ever. Um, and this, this dude's pretty weird in the Lincoln commercials. I don't know why the Lincoln commercials are laid out the way they are. Uh, they probably gave it away, though, but we're doing Matthew McConaughey, who, too, is also a huge football fan. He loves Texas. Like, he is... Like, he goes to every Texas game. Like, he's on the sidelines of, like, the Texas football games. Really? Like, they use him as, like, a recruiter darn near. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Matthew okay. McConaughey is loved. Oh, man. Okay. There's so, there, there's an actress, too, that, like, just, just to do it. We, we can definitely give our props to certain actors as well afterwards. But, you know, because we only have one pick left. I know. Um, mm. It's really tough for me to go ahead and pick. Uh, my last oh wait wait no my okay no I'll, I'll go ahead and say it Dwayne Johnson Dwayne the Rock Johnson I'll go with at number four um so yeah I don't know okay yeah so one pick left for both of us now what's what's your pick part of me like as a joke just wants to do Danny DeVito because I love Danny DeVito oh, so darn much I just thought of somebody I love it okay Part of me, you know what? I don't even care. I don't. I don't. We're just we're, we're gonna we're gonna do it, and people aren't gonna agree. And I don't. I don't care. Um, she is just a phenomenal actor. Um, we're doing we're, we're actress, I guess. And again, I think uh, people will probably not agree with this. Um. But, you know, that's what the fifth round pick is supposed to be for, yeah. you know. We're, this we're whole doing, draft's controversial. I, so. Yeah, but we're doing this strictly just out of my love for this actress, uh, Sandra Bullock. She's so okay. good. She is so good. And you also probably think she's hot, right? That's probably why. I'm no, just I just think she's a good actor. <laughs> Anyway, get your freaking head out of the gutters. No, <laughs> hey, we can we can save that draft for another no. day. Okay? okay, no, no, stop it. Canceled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm just no. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, you're good. No, dude, she, she, she was in the Blind Side. She was oh yeah, the, so good. She, she, she was in Blind Bird Box. Oh yeah. I mean, everybody loves to talk about Bird Box. She was in a comedy in the movie called The Heat. I don't know if many people know that. Um, but she, she's she's so good. Like every movie that I think I've seen her uh, in, I think she did a, a a very good job. Yeah. Well, Ocean Eight. That was a to go ahead to go ahead and 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 let me just say I'll give you props because Tom Hanks was a great pick first overall. Yes. But there's one person that everybody kind of forgets about because uh, unfortunately he passed away. Yeah, that's I was baiting about going him. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think you're on the same page. Uh, I'm a big superhero guy, right? I love superheroes, but um, and I can't hear you right now. Oh yeah, you're muted. Anyway, I love I love superheroes, but the best part about a superhero movie is a good villain. And the best villain of all time in any movie, any superhero movie that I've ever watched, nobody has come close to Heath Ledger's job in The Dark Knight. So give me Heath Ledger in the fifth round. Not not where I thought you were going with when you said dead actor in superhero movies. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know exactly where my head was going with that. 
I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick yeah. Boseman, yeah. He's a good actor too. He's great. Uh, also in really Draft Day. If, him. You know. Yeah, Draft Day is a phenomenal movie. Dude, it's so good. It's so stacked. Anyway, but, dude, I could have, I could have went, dude. Just, just a little fun like, fact for you, really quick. Uh, while we're on the topic for Draft Day, and I didn't realize that until this year, until I was like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. Uh, you know the head coach in Draft Day? Yeah. You know what other movie he's in? Um, his face looks very familiar. It, think more about his vote, his voice. Who? Ice Age. Mm. This man's Diego. He's Diego. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't know that. Oh um, man, that's insane. I was sitting there like, what? Like this man is Diego. Like that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. For 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 like other people though that like I was thinking about. Like I was thinking about a Denzel Washington, mm-hmm. um, another dude that I was so so tempted to, because um, he was such a good actor was Robert Williams. Rest in yeah. peace. Yeah. Um, I was I was so tempted. Brad Pitt, you could have added to that list. Robert Downey Jr., mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Spacey, and, and, and Marilyn Monroe. Oh, um, oh yeah. <laughs> so, so Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith, I almost actually picked. Yeah. Yeah, um, Matt Damon. Um, Matt gosh. Damon. Oh, dude, there's so many. There is uh, um, Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Oh my. Oh. Dude. Oh my goodness. Yes, dude. Anyway, all right, guys. If you made it this far, we want to say thank you for listening all the way through. Uh, we hope you listen or you enjoyed listening. Wow, to this week's episode of the Pigskin Project. Um, we do have a lot scheduled for next week's show, as we always do. You know, we have our extensive work done for every show to bring you guys the best content possible. Um, but, you know, we have more off-season previews, as always. Um, much, much more in in store for next one uh, next week. So make sure that you're subscribed or following us on all platforms. Um, down below in, like, the little banner ticker guy, you guys will see. Um, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all that jazz. Um, we'd also like to get or give a big thank you to Anchor.fm and Uppercuts Grooming for helping us promote our podcast. And please leave a review down below as it helps us more than you know. And that's it for this week. So thanks again for tuning in to the Pigskin Project, brought to you by Overtime Sports Network as well. So, all right, everybody, have a good, have a good, have a good week. See you guys yes. next next Friday.